Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre, and today we have a return guest. Yes, uh, coming on to the podcast. This is exciting. Yeah. Different last name this time, though. Different last name. Than the last time yes. she was on here. Yes, and you you can see. Well, I don't know if you can see it on Instagram now because you know it was stories where I was watching the wedding and stuff go down. But mm. I, I loved what you said right before we came on. Is that Mashid is really a personality? Yes, and what yeah. a great. I mean, this right here is. Personalities can help you build your business, and a lot of times is what builds your business, whether you know especially it or not. In a personal type of business, yeah, like. especially in a relationship-based business, <laughs> where I mean, you are the are, product. They're going to do business people they know, like, and trust, and you've got to put yourself out there. And Ashid is a great example of doing that, and very, very successful. Absolutely. But before we bring her on, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcast or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, and while you're there, drop a review. And let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. I don't have a featured review for this episode, so I wanted to call everyone's attention to a survey that we have available. So we uh, we have sent this survey out. We've got a bunch of responses yes. now. I'm going to collect these responses and kind of uh, read some of them. I think it'd be nice to share with everybody here on the uh, on the podcast. But it's staypaidpodcast.com slash survey. Super simple, seven questions. One of the takeaways that we've already kind of gotten from you guys is uh, maybe some shorter episodes. So, yeah, you know, Luke we do and the, Josh talk less. We do the silver <laughs> dollars. So, you know, spend less time maybe on the intros to make the episode shorter. You can tell we're not listening. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but we'd just love to hear that if you have any guests that you'd like to hear uh, have on the show or any topics. So you can go to staypaidpodcast.com slash survey to fill that out. It really helps us out. And now let's get into this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Steik, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Our guest today is Mashid Parsons. Mashid is a Las Vegas real estate expert specializing in luxury homes and high rises throughout the Las Vegas Valley for over 15 years and recently opened her luxury real estate brokerage in Southern California now. Mashid has been featured in numerous magazines such as Vegas Magazine, Deluxe Version Magazine, and many, many more. With multiple awards and achievements already on her resume, she was most recently named one of America's top 100 real estate agents, as well as the best luxury real estate broker in Las Vegas in 2020. Mashid, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me again. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. When you reached out and you were like, uh, you said, hey, I'm you know, willing to come back on the podcast. And I was like, man, you know, how are you doing? I've been following you on Instagram. And you had mentioned you had already at like 25 million or 23 million in sales. And that was in May, right? We're all, we're all the way in July and this might come out in August sometime or whatever. But so where are you at today, transaction-wise, volume-wise? Uh, I'm right under 30 million cool. with a couple in escrow. Yeah, thankfully, with a few in escrow. And then I think I have, I'm trying to activate all the listings actually today, almost probably 10 million in listings also. So, so is Vegas market, is it like around the country right now where listings pop on and they're literally flying off the market because of inventory? Yeah, typically pretty much. I, I feel like high rises are a little bit different though. Okay. They're not flying as quickly unless it's something completely unique, more so the homes. But also like, you know, when you get in the luxury prices, they may take a little bit longer. Like I would say the $500,000 price range can fly a lot quicker. But if you get into the three to, you know, over 3 million, 
those may sit a little bit, but not too long. Like, you know, my client just bought a four and a half million dollar property and there are multiple offers on that, but multiple offers after three weeks of sitting there. Kinda. So yeah, but some still. Of those things time. But yeah, definitely inventory is low for the luxury market. Yeah. It's, it's crazy across the country. I keep hearing that. I mean, obviously, you know, it's one of the pain points. It's a good thing. Cause if you get listings, then you are, you're killing it because you're able King to the sell hill. them really fast. <laughs> but I um, want to ask you, um, so you're on track, you're 30 million, you know, halfway through the year. Um, do you have team members or is it just you and an administrator? Like how does your team break down? I do have an agent. Uh, she signed on with me actually earlier this year, which it's she's been tremendously valuable. Um, before her, I was very afraid always to have somebody on my team because she is an agent, but really like on my team, basically. She's not independent. I'm gotcha. giving her buyer leads. So she's handling all the buyers unless it's a luxury buyer. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely afraid before of her to bring somebody. I thought maybe it's just going to take away from my focus. But she's actually very, very beneficial for my business and my brand. And she loves to keep busy with the business that I have and just expand our my brand with me. So it's been, she's been a godsend. <laughs> that, no, that's awesome. I remember last time we talked, I can't, I knew you were like a solo agent and I couldn't remember if you had like an administrator on your team or not, but that's awesome that you're starting to grow the team there. Obviously tons of tons of buyers in this type of market. Can you walk us through you know, I follow you on Instagram. So everybody who's um, listening to this or watching this, you should go follow Mashid or Mashid. Sorry, I keep pronouncing your name <laughs> wrong. Mashid on Instagram because you have an incredible following for a real estate agent, right? And you're putting content out there. But I'm curious, how are you getting your deals, right? How are you, when you look at the 30 million you've done this year and your past successes, like where are your transactions coming from? From a lead standpoint, what are you doing from a marketing standpoint? You know, I say this year has been one of my biggest referral years, actually. And maybe it's because I don't know, I hit that 15 year mark, or it's everybody I know suddenly wants to buy or sell. It's been, it's definitely been a lot of referrals this year. Uh, and then, you know, I started the billboards last year, which I think that more so has been just helping with branding. Like they see you here and there, and then they know more about you and they're like, okay, yeah, we're in good hands then kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to like give away every little thing I do, but definitely. <laughs> no, you, nope. If you come <laughs> on state page, you got to share the gold. You got to yeah. share it all. No. I feel like I never stop marketing. Basically I do everything and anything that comes to me that I think of. So with social media, with mailers, uh, radio, we're working on a TV commercial right now. Oh, wow. uh, my mass email, like it, it never stops, you know, it's just marketing. Just, you, I have to consistently put it out there. I feel like a lot of my time is actually based like just doing marketing. I do a lot of marketing. Um, so I'm curious, um, before we dive into the other areas is billboards is unique. Right. So you see agents on billboards, um, but can you walk us through like what made you do the billboards? How many are you doing? Is it super expensive? Uh, you mentioned obviously the benefits being the brand, but kind of what made you go down the avenue of billboards? I mean, honestly, I had a psychic tell me. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's yeah. a golden nugget, ladies and gentlemen. Get a psychic to tell you. <laughs> 
that's so stupid. I'm like, what? A billboard? This is a couple years ago. And I'm, I told her, I'm like, that's really expensive. You know, the, our city, like in Vegas, uh, the people that have the billboards are all these attorneys. Like they are, the billboards are like saturated with attorneys. Other okay. than like right by the strip, you have like the nightclubs and the casinos and stuff that have billboards. The rest are attorneys and you know, they're paying a patent for these billboards. But ever since she told me a couple of years ago, I just wrote that down. I'm like, okay, well maybe one day it'll happen. And then COVID hit and nobody was marketing and doing it, you know? And I'm like, maybe I can get a good deal. And I tried and I tried and I tried and I got one on the strip and I, I don't want to say what deal I got, but I got a really <laughs> incredible deal. And then I got a taste of it. I'm like, wow, you know, because everybody was seeing it and everybody was talking about it. And, and I think with the billboards, like every, like, it, um, I don't know, people see you in a different light when you have a billboard, you know, they, they I don't know if it's like the more respect or what it is, or they see you in a different light. So I got a taste of it and a feel for it. And I'm like, I want more. So, you know, I went searching for more and more good deals. And I have four right now, actually. Wow. The fourth is going up end of um, July. Yeah. And somehow I'm managing to be able to pay for them. I don't know. Like you close the deal here and there. <laughs> Could have to do with the 30 million in sales. Here. <laughs> Could have to do. Well, I think you're touching on a really key point that I want to point out to the audience is that, and we see this because everybody who listens to us knows Josh and I, we run Reminder Media. One of our main products is a magazine. So we put real estate agents on a magazine or different businesses. And one of the effects is kind of like the billboard effect. When, when people see you on a magazine, they naturally elevate your credibility. It just, it, it naturally happens, I think, by the medium of marketing. I always call it kind of the impress uh, impression piece effect. Like they just feel that you're more impressive and the same I can see applying as a billboard. And I think also a key point to point out would be, man, you have established already a brand. You've established already a sphere and now you're taking it to the next level to build even higher visibility and credibility. So it just plays into all the effort that you've done to grind it out over the 15 years where you've built this database. You've done a lot of the hard work. Not that you're not working hard today. You're working probably s super hard, but this super. just is, yeah. <laughs> so this just though, now everybody who's been in your sphere, who's been in your ecosystem, that sees your mailers, that's on your email list, that sees your social media, also now sees your billboard. And it has that just kind of celebrity effect to it that happens and or that influencer effect. Exactly. You said it exactly on point. Like I was shopping last week. I went into Cartier at the Crystals Mall really quick and my gym outfit super quick. I just wanted to get myself a nice gift and the lady's helping me. And then she asked my information and I give her my business card and she looks at it. She's like, Oh my God, I see your billboard every day. She's like, I was like, oh, thanks. She's like, oh my God. And I love your suit. I always think I love that white suit. Where did you get it from? And she goes, I feel like I'm like, I'm working with a celebrity right now, like selling to a celebrity. That's what she said. I'm like, oh, I'll stop, you know? But like, it really. <laughs> Okay, tell me more. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but the business the business principle is look, people want to buy from people what? They know, like, and trust. So the no ability is coming from obviously you're dripping on them, them getting to know you. But this trust factor, what you have to understand in sales for everybody listening, in sales, it's one of these things where people want to buy from people that they think know more than them. You don't want to go invest your money with a financial advisor that knows less about the stock market than you do. You want to go buy from someone that you feel, man, 
this person knows their stuff, they're professional, they're out there. That influencer, celebrity type feel it just naturally, whether it's right or wrong, it naturally gets people to trust you more. They feel, oh, you, you're more competent. You wouldn't be on a billboard if you didn't know what you were doing. And so it allows that trust to be fostered even at a higher level. I would give the advice to people who are listening to this. If you're a new agent, should you go just get on a billboard today as your new agent strategy? No. And I see you shaking your head. No, because it's not, that's not going to be the thing. Correct. Exactly. You haven't pounded the pavement, built your sphere, started to develop relationships that this adds the fuel to. But I love this because my own brother, and I talk about him a ton on this podcast, he's looking into doing billboards right now because it's that same, yeah, it's that same thing where he's like, you know, I already have a huge network. People do know of me. They're seeing my yard signs type idea. They're seeing my emails, my magazines going out, all the stuff. If I add the billboard, it's just another place where they're driving in their town and they see me and they're thinking of me and it just influences that no like, and trust. Exactly. And then they go and look at your website, your social media, your Zillow. They go and look at everything and they see your credibility. It's all there. You know what you're doing. You know, I just think you have to keep it consistent. Like you can't just do it, you know, a couple months and then it being removed. You have to stomach the cost of it long-term to really be able to feel the full effects of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so great that's advice. Hard yeah. Like I got to wake up at 5am. I got to be focused. I'm spending this much a month on this, like stay on top of it. I'm not going to lose them, you know? So it's a big investment financially as well as like emotionally and physically. I think it's all of it together. <laughs> you have to be prepared. Can you talk to us a little bit about, because you're a specialist in luxury listings and it, and it sounds like you deal with some high-end buyers. So that's a unique thing to be able to build. How, have you, how do you go about thinking about reaching out to high-end people? How do you market your luxury listings? Like, What's your philosophy there uh, to try to build your business? How do I market them or how do I get them? Both. <laughs> I think, you know, like, so I think back to when I first started, I was so naive. I'm like, oh, I want to be do luxury, luxury, you know, do luxury real estate. I didn't know about real estate. Here I am. I'm like, oh, I want to be luxury. I don't have a brain. I didn't know anything. And I kind of just fell into working with investors at the time, you know, like they would obviously buy small things, but they would buy in bulk, but I never did luxury. I think I, you know, became a different person as I grew, as my income grew, as everything grew. And then naturally, I feel like I started attracting, I guess, multi-million dollar buyers and luxury clients because I was actually be, uh, becoming that after so long. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. And then I was like, my focus needs to change. I need to do just luxury. Why am I even marketing to property owners. Like I don't need to do that anymore. And that's when I shifted, uh, probably about three years ago, I shifted it. I'm like, this is all I'm going to market to 1 million and up. And now I market to 1.2 million because that 1 million has become too much. I think (laughs) everything that was like 700 is now at one, but I don't want, yeah. So I think when you kind of become it, you start attracting it. And then that's who I market to that clientele. And that's what I want. And I guess that's what I keep getting. How has your marketing of the properties have, how, how has that had to change, you know, three years ago or in, in between that time when you made the yeah. jump to luxury? 
God, I think like so a lot of it too, like I have to, my pictures have to be beautiful and perfect. Like I'm very picky with the photographer that I work with. And then with the photographer, I need to have, you know, I have to have a virtual tour. I have to have a 2D floor plan. I have to have a video done. So the videographer, like I'm not paying $200 for a video. Like we just made a film of one of my three and a half million dollar listings and I paid you know, almost five grand to have that film produced. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. So you step it up basically, you know? Um, but I'm like such a perfectionist with the marketing because I, I actually, I love it, but you want these luxury properties to be shown in such a beautiful light that it attracts more of these multi-million dollar buyers, you know, just like anything. I mean, like the marketing that like Gucci does, Louis Vuitton does, Chanel does. It's a lot different than the marketing that what? Um, Target. Target does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I meant Target, but Target as as we refer to it. No. I was going to say Walmart. So you picked a better example than I did. <laughs> Even like my listing presentations, like everything up the level. Like I give really beautiful um, candles and a lot of other things. I put in like this beautiful like box presentation. Like if I go, what about your follow up? Like your closing uh, gifts? Are you doing something extra special for that as well? Yeah, depending on the client, you know, because sometimes it's a male, sometimes it's the husband and wife, sometimes it's just a female, depending yeah. on that. Yeah, like I have um, luxury custom pillowcases or oh, luxury custom awesome. robes or yeah, or like these big bouquet of flowers also. Like there's so many different things, but everything has really like gone up to top notch, you know, or like something Louis Vuitton, um, just depends. But You're creating all- an experience from beginning to end. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. Definitely. Yeah. Talk about your social media a little bit because you have a huge following on Instagram, right? Are you using that? And you mix it. So some personal, some business, right? Are you using yeah. that? Um, how did you kind of grow it? And then I guess, have you seen business coming organically from your social media? Yeah, I actually, I, I think I had three buyers this year from Instagram and wow. every single one told me they search on like a hashtag or they saw my reels. Um, you know, I keep it personal because I feel like people on social media want to connect with people. And when they see your personal stuff or when you talk personal or become vulnerable, they connect with you more and want to follow you. If I'm just posting pictures of homes, it's not that personal. So they're not getting a feel for who you are. They're not going to want more, you know? So I love, if I could get even more personal, I would, but my husband, he's just not into social media. He's not even on Instagram. (laughs) So I have to like always do it like without him. Um, what hashtags but, are they finding you through? Is it like Las Vegas Realtor? Like what, what are you using specifically? Yeah, Las what? Vegas Realtor. I use a lot, you know, and I did a lot of research on it too. But yeah, Las Vegas Realtor, or Las Vegas Real Estate, those hashtags. And then somebody told me my reels. Um, they found me through my reels. And then the wedding, which when I had this wedding, my expense kept going up and up. But I told my husband, I'm like, listen, like this is a good thing. I know it will be. I know it'll go viral. <laughs> what a great sales pitch. Hey, I know the wedding expense is crazy, but it's going to be great for our business. <laughs> yes. And it's true. You know, the, it's like people, when they love your life or they see parts of your life that they want, they're just drawn to you magnetically. And they'll like 
want to PC or work with you or want you to coach them or something, you know? No, it's so, so true. I mean, I was following along with your wedding, which was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, everything you guys were doing there, but you're so right. It's like, you know, as I'm watching you, I feel like I know you more. I feel like I know your personality more, what you're into. And obviously with Instagram and stuff like that, you're getting clips and stuff, but it's such a great way to attract business, to pull people to you, to attract your tribe to you. I'm really curious yeah. your advice because I know you get a lot of agents that reach out to you on Instagram um, yeah. and ask you for advice and stuff. I'm, I'm curious about your advice for like, if I'm an agent right now that wants to try to work in luxury, like I want to work for you know, people who buy million dollar homes or $2 million homes, where do I start? Like, where do I begin that, you know, because that's what you're a master in. Oh, thanks. Um, I think it just depends. Like if, if you're new, you would probably, I feel like for the majority of realtors, they need to be on a team. Okay. Not everybody has that mindset of being able to create it on your own, especially if you're younger and starting. So if you want to do luxury, go on a team that does luxury focuses on luxury. You will learn so much from being on a team and you will also get the ability to build your clientele. Cause I've seen it from other luxury realtors who have branched off on their own, but they started on a team for like three, four years um, and now have their own clientele and their own luxury thing. So I would definitely say to look for a luxury team to start with. Go ahead. I, I saw no, you were about to ask a question. Well, I was going to ask a question, but I think it'll take us off the topic of luxury. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to, the, the follow-up question I was going to ask is that, yeah, get on a team, great advice. And then from a marketing perspective, um, do you, would you encourage people, okay, hey, start building your brand or would you encourage people, hey, before, even though you need to be building your brand, but you need to go do some things like the mailers or cold calling, door knocking, like where would you guide people from that perspective? Sometimes we avoid doing something we should because we just don't know how to start. And unfortunately, following up with clients can be one of those things. Let us help you out with our free follow-up scripts. With these fill in the blank scripts for three types of calls, following up couldn't be easier. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash scripts and download and print this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash scripts. Take action on this today. So I never guide to cold calling or door knocking <laughs> because that was something I always hated. And I hate when people cold call me. So I will never advise that. Um, but Note to sure self, do not cold call. Nasheed. <laughs> like, do you want to be miserable? Like, I don't know. Like, but yeah, don't call, call me for sure. But if you're doing cold calls, like, I just feel like it's like misery. But anyhow, change their own if that's what, how you want to build it, you know? Um, but wait, what was the question you said? <laughs> <laughs> I threw her off on the cold call. <laughs> no, uh, basically, I but you're, an you're answering half of it. But my question is, you know, where would you point people if they're just getting started or if they're looking to ignite their business right now because they're stagnant, right? They're not getting deals coming in. Would you say, hey, look, spend your effort building a brand, getting out there on social, that type of stuff? Or would you say, no, you need to do cold calling, door knocking, uh, open houses? Like what's the best way for yeah. them to really get some traction on lead generation when you look back on your career? Cause you're like at third, you're doing what people would want to do for the full year in literally half a year. Um, and so like, where would you guide them from a lead generation standpoint? You know, so 
I think so much of it too, like when you're doing all this and you think of different marketing ideas to do, you have to also be working on yourself. You have to become the best version of yourself. The better you feel, the more ideas you're going to get that come to you as far as marketing or what to do that's going to work for you. And the more you're going to have the energy to do that, to create that. So I think first, before all of that, work on yourself too. Like Mm. work on your mindset. Like wake up early mornings, work on your mindset, work on your energy. You want to be giving out like positive, happy, loving, Six, like, uh, you know, great energy every day. You want to look good. You, there's so many things that you need to do for yourself. And then these ideas of like creative ideas, you've got to be creative, you know, um, will come to you. And you should definitely always be branding yourself. Like while you're on a team, obviously you have to have the team name too and you're the brokerage, but definitely be branding yourself and, you know, use the listings of the teams and whatever the team gives you and for sure, put everything out there on social media, your own database, you should be sending mass emails to, you should always be branding yourself. That's what actually like triggered me to open my own brokerage because I was branding myself so much. I think I was even forgetting to mention the brokerage I was hanging my license with. So the division like fined me a thousand dollars for branding myself, basically. <laughs> was that your, that, that's what caused you to open up? You're like, well, I guess it's yes. time to open up my own brokerage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I must be doing a good job of putting mass sheet out there then. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I, you touched on a really uh, uh, good point from a marketing standpoint that I think is a golden nugget for everybody new. When you're getting into the business, right, and you're choosing a brokerage, and the brokerage you choose, lean on their experience, their results, their listings, the things. That's why, like if you're joining a Keller Williams or Remax or Berkshire Hathaway, you're joining this brokerage that has sold homes, that's been in that area, that is known for X, Y, and Z, and lean on that to give yourself credibility in building your brand, especially if you're a new agent that doesn't have a track record, right? You don't have a track record of sold listings or anything like that, but lean on that to really promote, hey, credibility gives you your brand out there. And then eventually you can do what Mashi's saying and start your own. Right. And ask the right people. Like if you're at a big brokerage like that, there's always nice people that have been doing it for like, you know, 20 years or whatever. And ask them, be like, can I market your listing? I'll put your name down too, you know, and take the luxury listings, put it all over your social, do a mass email, Great point. Uh, post your open house. And, but whatever you do, keep doing it consistently and ask the right people for help. Cause they will help typically, you know, the right people always will help if you ask them. Um, and yeah, definitely take advantage of their listings. Yeah, it's a great point. Talk about your philanthropic efforts because every transaction I see on your site, you actually donate to um, is it a uh, is a childhood cancer and then the uh, rescue kind of thing. Yeah. When did you yeah. start? And sorry, what the names are? If you can go ahead and yeah. you can share that as well. But when did you start doing that? And and why did you choose to do that in your business? I think I started back in like 2011, but then in 2013 I went like bigger with it. I started doing events with it. Um, but I was with make a wish at the time, but now I do Nevada childhood cancer foundation. And then, cause we love dogs and animals so much. Um, we also do Maita's rescue and Maita is, um, she was actually, she used to be married to Prince. I don't know if you've oh, seen wow. her. The singer yeah. Prince? Yes. Yeah. She, that was her ex-husband. She actually has been on like reality shows and stuff, but she lives in Vegas. And that's literally 
all she does. All she does is rescue dogs. There are some cats and stuff and she's helps these dogs like all over the world. And when my dog became a senior and got sick the last year of his life, she helped me so much with things that I didn't even know. Like, I feel like he lived those six months longer because of her. She was like this angel. So now I'm like splitting between the two. So now I'll donate pretty much as soon as I have a closing, I'll just go and send e- I email checks. I just send a check to each one. Basically. That's awesome. Yeah. There's, and they're good people behind the foundations, which is why I love doing it. Cause they know who's behind it. And they know that they're really helping, you know, and I love it. Yeah. So well, it's also, it's a great strategy. Not that you, I always make the caveat when you're supporting charities and nonprofits and stuff like that, it always should be out of just the good intent of your heart and what you're trying to do for that charity and what you're trying to do for, you know, the help that they give. But from a business perspective, it's an incredible way to showcase, Hey, I'm more than just a transactional business. Like, yes, I'm on billboards. Yes. I want to help you sell your home but I also want to give back to the community. I also want to be a part of something bigger. It's almost a business of intention or a business of purpose uh, versus just a business that's transactional. And that is a huge factor, at least I believe it is, and people wanting to work with you. You know what I mean? They want to work with people that they feel that, you know, are more than just about business. For sure. You have a greater purpose, like you said, a business with a purpose, with intention. And I feel like it's kind of become like, more cliche now. Like so many people will add that and say they do that, you know, but at the end of the day, like people will see who's actually really genuine of heart and really cares and who does it, you know, and that's what will last basically. So you definitely have to do it at the pureness of your heart for sure. And the, um, connections you get. I mean, you're, you're talking about the ex-wife of Prince. Now, not every charity is going to have that, but the, yeah, (laughs) but the the connections you get a lot of times. So my dad's a pastor, right? He still is a pastor. He's a pastor of the, the church in, in the County I grew up in and he's naturally, you know, a local connector right? Because he knows all the people in the community. He's been there a very long time. So if you're a part of a charity that he's a part of, right, he's going to know a ton of people and you have that connection. And naturally, when you're supporting someone's charity and supporting what they do, they naturally obviously want to help support you. It's just the law of reciprocity or whatever, the norm of reciprocity that happens. And so that's another advantage you get from a business marketing standpoint from charities. It always feels so weird when you talk about charities and marketing a business, but it's a good point to make to everybody that, hey, look, you should be doing it no matter what. But at the end of the day, it also has great, great business benefits to it too. Everything does, right? Just like I talked about my wedding had business benefits. You know? I still think that was a sales pitch. Yeah. No, I, I told Sean, I'm like, we should do a vlog of me giving birth when we have a baby. Like everything essentially. We should do. <laughs> How do you get leads? I have a baby. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that is right? too. Everything does. That's too good. Well, it's like reality TV. Reality Correct. TV. And then you, that moved to, I don't know if you watch any vloggers on like YouTube and stuff like that. I, I into like a lot of fitness vloggers and stuff, but wow. it is incredible how you get invested in these people's lives as they yeah. are vlogging, as they're putting that stuff out there. And then you end up buying their stuff. I follow this guy named Christian Guzman and he started this brand called Alpha Elite. And I'll have to yeah. see if we can yeah, get Sean. Did you really? Yeah, there you go. So I've bought him so good. And, and guess how he got started? Like, this is a great business lesson is he literally got started filming videos of him in the gym 
teaching people how to work out. And it grew wow. from there to where now, if you watch most of his videos, it's literally about him building his business, his relationship, right? And his parents are yeah. in his videos, his girlfriend, all that stuff. And it leads you to where now, like I've bought his, his clothing brand, I've bought supplements that he's recommended, all because... Yeah. You, I'm connected. I've never met this guy before. We're gonna have to try to get him on the podcast too. I was gonna say that. Yeah, like, enough from him. He should. Come yeah, on. yeah. It's so true. It's like creating your own reality TV show. Yep. You just have to find the right people to video you and edit you and make that effort. And then once it's there, you got it rolling. Yep. I need to keep that. Yep, just consistency in it. It's just it. staying consistency. M- Mashid, yeah. we, we always ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what would you go back and tell your younger self? But we probably asked you that last time. So instead, I, I want to ask you... what I said last time? <laughs> instead, I want to ask you... <laughs> I know. Because when we, were, when we were jumping on before the interview, you know, we said the last time you were on was March of 2019. And you're like, oh my gosh, that seems like so long ago. So much has happened in your personal life and your business. What would you go back and tell Mashid from two years ago? What do you... Uh, that you know now, you know? What would you want to go back and tell that person just two years later? I would tell her, yep, you're right. You, you saw clearly you are going to kill it. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like at that point, that was when I just met Sean like a month ago, like a month prior. And like, I knew things like I knew, okay, this is it. And I kind of knew in the next three, four, three to five years, I was going to take it up to the next level. It's like this, feeling that I had with it. I don't know. And I think maybe feeling whole with him or feeling like, okay, now this part of my life, I've had this love. At that time, there was this knowingness in me, honest to God, that I knew like so much of this was going to happen. There's nothing, I don't, I feel like I would tell her, yes, good job. You got it. (laughs) Yeah, I think from that point, I've done, like I've been really, on it, you know, and a lot of it was because I met Sean that mm. really helped change my life. Feeling that like love that you hadn't had so before him, I was like alone for 10 years. So when you have that love and that support, like I feel like today's the limit. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming back on the show before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, they can go on obviously my Instagram, Mashied Luxury Real Estate, or my website, Mashied.com, or Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> we will put all of those links. <laughs> We're going to put the Google link in, in, well, yeah. uh, in the show notes, too. <laughs> you ever see that, that let me Google that for you link? So if you go to let me Google that for you, I haven't seen that. My dad asked <gasps> me, my dad will ask me these questions. He'll send me these texts, and I'll be like, Dad, you can just Google the answer. So if you go to let me Google that for you, it'll it'll create a link where it when you send it back, it'll pull it up and then it'll show Google. It'll show you typing in the Google search really? bar. And then oh my God, that. That. Literally, Sean just texted me, what time does the fight start Saturday? Yeah, let oh me Google God. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to include all of those links that Bashid uh, mentioned in our show notes over at staypaidpodcast.com. Uh, and if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review along with a comment to let, we, you, let us know what you thought of this episode. And the best way is to tell a friend about the show. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke A. Cream. Ashley, thank you so much again for coming on. You're absolutely killing it. I want to see Sorry, if you know. I, you're on track to get 60 million by the end of the year, so which is amazing. I'm crossing my fingers for uh, you. I hope you get that. I hope so. 
here, here's my action item for everybody because as I have followed Masheed for a while now and watched her growing her business and her and her brand and everything that she's doing, I think the action item for all of you is going, hey, you know, are you actively out there and putting out there your brand? And are you actually looking at, okay, how am I sharing my story? How am I sharing my life with my clients? Because the thing that Mashi does so well is she is branding all the time. You heard it here on the podcast, right? She's even moved to billboards now, which most people would tell you, oh, billboards are dead. They don't bring anything. She's moved to billboards and it's just another extension of her brand. And I think where so many agents go wrong, so many businesses go wrong, is they think they can just hang a shingle and literally put a sign up that they're in business and expect business to walk in. You got to constantly be out there in front of people. But in order to get things, you have to be vulnerable and do the hard stuff, which is posting consistently, being out in front of people. So ask yourself, how am I putting my brand out in front of my audience? And is it a brand that people want to know, like, and trust? And go to Masheed's Instagram, go follow her, get on her email list, and you'll see, wow, this is one way where I can get people to actually like me more, to trust me more, and see, kind of follow her example. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 